0: I was supposed to tell this story about how Cain had this girlfriend that he killed in a car crash. And it was just insane. And it ends up, I'm at a funeral home with a dummy in a coffin. Oh, my God. With Kane's mask on, pretending I'm Cain. I'm on top of the coffin having mock sex with this man. Oh, my God. No. Oh, and, Jesus and, Christ. Oh, yeah. And, and Vince is yelling at me. God damn it. Do it harder. Make more noise and stuff. It's got to be over the top. I really did. I screwed your brains out. Uh. All right. We're joined by our friend wrestling genius, Brad Stutz, um, who we saw tonight at the show because we went to a show and it was fun. And we'll talk about that in just a moment. But Brad, um, it's at Stutsy. S T U T T S Y on Twitter. we want to get the plugs out of the way because I know November is a really big month for you. Wrestlecade is just around the corner with, um, Tracy Myers and AML. Tell us all about Wrestlecade and all the fun stuff that's coming
1: up. Well, it has really uh, grown to become the biggest weekend in the South for pro wrestling. If by, uh, any chance you're not familiar with Wrestlecade, uh, it's every Thanksgiving weekend, uh, in Winston-Salem and, uh, Literally, uh, luminaries from all over the wrestling uh, universe will be there uh, this year. Uh, One of the headliners is Sting. Uh, We've got my uh, dear close personal longtime friend Matt Hardy is there. uh, And my other dear close personal longtime friends FTR are there, which I'm super excited about. Uh, But literally dozens and dozens and dozens of um, independent wrestlers, uh, superstar wrestlers from TV, legends, uh, all under one roof. It's a whole weekend long. There's a live event Friday night, uh, which is uh, championships from different wrestling organizations from all over the country being defended, uh, at the showcase champions on Friday night convention all day long on Sunday or excuse me, on Saturday, Saturday night is the, uh, WrestleCade Super Show, that's where uh, a lot of your uh, your superstar, your big-name wrestlers will be in action. Uh, and then uh, AML Wrestling and Ladies Night Out, an all-ladies event, uh, closes the weekend out on Sunday. So, yeah, it is. Uh, it, it literally is about 11 months of prep that goes into this uh, this blockbuster weekend every November.
0: It's uh, WrestleCade.com. In addition to Sting, Kurt Angle, Gail Kim, WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry, uh, Braun Strowman, the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee, Kane, Ted DiBiase. Uh, in fact, Ted DiBiase and Mike Rotunda together
1: as Money Inc. You'll have opportunity. Mike Rotunda and Barry Windham as the U.S. Express is another photo op. I believe it's being offered. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's take it back to WrestleMania One.
0: The great Kevin Sullivan, the great Arn Anderson, just about everybody that you can even imagine
1: uh, is going to be there. With all the Steiner brothers, we'll both be uh, You want to? Going... You want to call somebody a wrestling genius? Kevin Sullivan is who I really am hoping to spend a few minutes with, and just literally get a cup of coffee or something with, and just be like, just just feed me information. It's uh, all the. You ever are... done that with him before? I'm sorry, you never, no. Have
0: you ever sat down with wrestle at, uh, with with Kevin Sullivan?
1: No, no, I never have, but somebody that I, a, a, an absolute genius as far as, you know, structuring events and TV shows and finishes and, and, and things of that nature. So, yeah, but he's actually, he's probably number one, actually, on my list for this year uh, to we, sit down and hopefully get a few minutes with.
0: The only Kevin Sullivan story we have was at that ROH pay-per-view. <laughs> we were. He he's the surprise appearance and he ran in. Was he actually the, the guy that was the run in on the Steve Carino match? Yeah. Yes, I was there that night.
1: So some, yeah. kid,
0: some kid who I think mm-hmm. was like you know challenged, uh, had diminished capacity. He smacks Kevin Sullivan with his shoe. <laughs> <laughs> and, he's getting out the, and Kevin's like getting ready to and he kind of just sees, oh, that's kid, yeah, it's fine. And then I, I scream at Kevin Sullivan,
1: you're the jam- you're the
0: devil! <laughs> and then he just runs. Out. Oh,
2: That's what I thought. <laughs> that was awesome. That's the only, just another wrestling show. Piper Stutz just made his podcast debut over my
1: shoulder. Oh, there he is. Piper. Yes, oh. I believe, uh, yes, uh, I believe yeah. Piper Stutz just made his broadcast debut. Piper. That was the same night. So yeah, thank Ryan you guys out. for coming out tonight. I, oh. I thought it was a home run show. I really did.
0: It was fun. The night that we saw Kevin Sullivan was also the same night that they had the, the Steve Carino and BJ Whitmer match and we were like, why are they I don't understand why they're wearing linen. Why are they wearing all white? And, he and looks Steve like a was, doctor. What what the hell? Steve Carino seems to have bleached his hair like really, really white for that. I don't understand <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> Not realizing, of course, that they were gonna And work. he had
1: like own <laughs> something like, like, letters down his leg. Yeah. It wasn't Chinese. It was something more kind of obscure. And they were doing, and
0: of I've course. Forgotten that, that. they bled 5 million gallons of blood uh, that night. And it was, it was uh, super fun. It was a so, bloodletting
2: yeah. is what it was.
0: We were, we were at an event at Firestar pro wrestling, which we'd never been to before. And it really had a fun time. And I, I thought that main event was going to be, uh, Lee Johnson against Andrew Everett, which is fine. But we saw some really good stuff, and, and those guys do a really good job. Uh, everybody has gear. The guys seem to work, and they've got a good training academy. And What, what is your official or unofficial involvement with Firestar Pro? Um,
1: I have known uh, the head trainer at the Firestar Academy um, for a years, his, his early days um in the business and um they have just moved to a new uh home, new location which is also where the wrestling school is uh housed and it's uh just a, a few minutes old from, from where i stay at so i kind of got into touch. uh they had they had graciously made me an offer uh some time back when i was uh on saturday i uh, heard some years back and, uh, and I kind of got in touch with them. And, and uh, so uh, basically just kind of, I, I guess, the official title would be something in that, right along with the loose broth. But just kind of um, working with them. It's a, it's a great uh, training center, a great wrestling school, uh, and literally unbelievable talent that's come out of it. But even the, even though there's some great talent there, the thing that has expressed to me Is the culture around the place, Um, Mm. you know? And I and and I've told some of them this that you know when when I was coming up and even places been associated with practice, This if you were a a trainee, if you were a wrestling school student, uh, it it was miraculous. Name, I mean, there was a kid named CWF Mid Atlantic for probably a year who literally wore a Spider-Man hoodie on his first day of training to this day, I don't know. His name. He was, that's all anybody ever called him. And so the, the, the culture at Firestar is very, uh, very uh, accepting. You are respected and, and called their proper name and not uh, fucked with, to be quite honest. if be, and, and a lot of places, you as a young person in the business, you are. I'm not gonna say, hey, there is a level of getting into the fraternity, so to speak. And I'm very impressed with the culture at Firestar and, and how accepting they are uh, of all going on the staff. It is a it is a really good, uh, environment there.
0: Um, Fspwrestling.com is their website, and they do have a, a, something coming up on November the 14th. They just announced Jay Lethal is going to be on their show. On November the 14th, fspwrestling.com. Yeah. I it. It's, it, it's going to be less, a lot of fun, I think, for sure.
1: Yeah. It, it, and, um, yeah, I got to do uh, commentary tonight with White Mike. Got to see uh, my first time seeing my first time Lee Johnson. I think I'm um, Quite frankly, on a card of phenomenal matches. I, I really thought everyone, it's a young locker um, but I really, everyone. It
0: was not. Yeah. It was, it was a really good show. Uh, very professional. Everybody did a great job and I thought they had some good production value and everything was really, it was a lot of fun. So FSP wrestling.com. And if you want to look at Wrestlecade, go ahead and uh, check out wrestlecade.com for all the stuff you need to know and find out about that. We'd love to see you on Thanksgiving weekend. Um, yeah, not <laughs> that, not that I'm a I said this of on commentary game,
1: tonight. I, 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 I what, I said this on commentary tonight, and you guys were for this the reference. Uh, did you have flashbacks as Jackson Drake and Jay Mallick were all over the building and, and going through chair tables and just, just two young guys uh, just busting their ass? Did you have flashbacks to, like, I'm a copy kid and Nick and it's just to go Because I made that point on commentary, and you yeah. guys were there for that that era as well.
0: Well, it's funny you mentioned that because we think a lot about CWF and reminisce about a lot of the CWF stories from back in the day. And I was remembering the one tonight, especially that involved Andrew Everett. When we go to, you'll be able to clean this one up a little bit and remember some of the details better than I can. I think this was like 2013, 2014. It was in that situation. They had National Pro Wrestling Day and it was somewhere up in PA. Can you tell me where in Pennsylvania? Do you remember where that was?
1: I was at the Philadelphia uh, National Guard Armory. Wow. Uh, I ran there. Car ran there a few. It was a little bit of a hub and for Philadelphia wrestling at the time. Uh, if you didn't run the arena, a lot of times you were running there.
0: So they they had all of these promotions. I think I don't know if they're from all over the country, but they were from all over the East Coast for sure. And people were sending a lot of workers, and all the Indies went there, and it was just a massive, massive day. And CWF's big match was going to be a Kid, which was that's. Andrew Everett under a mask against this new kid named Trevor Lee (laughs) and they're like okay this is going to be our match and we're going to blow people away and they did this really I think there was like a ton of high spots an incredible match they blew the roof off of the place people who were jaded and have been in wrestling for like a hundred years were even like holy shit this is fantastic so it's really emotional and 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 Stutz tells this story where he goes backstage to Andrew Everett and he's
1: like oh man Andrew that was
0: amazing and and you, you pick up the story from there Brad
1: so I, I I actually I meet him at, at at Gorilla. I feel like everybody knows now what that term is. I meet him at Gorilla, and I'm hugging, and I was like, "Oh my God!" And tore the house down. Like we killed it. It was, it was you know validation for all these years. Man, that was, was amazing. And he whispers in my Chiva Kid mask, I broke Trevor's jaw. And I said, "You what?" He goes, "I broke Trevor's jaw." And then he broke free from the hug and just walked off. And it was literally very cinematic quality. I'm just standing there like, what? And I see them kind of carrying Trevor back, and he's holding the jaw. And uh, the the double rotation moonsault, the knee caught him right in the jaw, and that was it.
0: Trevor's out of action for like a couple of months. And at that point, he has a chance to kind of go in his cocoon, rethink everything that he's doing. And then he became the Trevor Lee that we knew. And now, of course, that's Cameron Grimes, as most people know him on NXT.
1: Yeah, uh, up to that point, and you guys were probably around for the time kind of doing like a Justin Bieber kind of thing. It was kind of right. popular at the time, and he was doing kind of like, almost like a teeny bopper. Um, but yeah, he, he came back from
2: that injury uh, a savage. That's amazing.
0: That's one of, one of my favorite stories from CWF. It's one of the ones we don't talk about very much, but it was, again, part of the making of Trevor Lee, who became just, he just. Uh, an independent superstar, and then eventually he was a guy that the the WWE had to have. And now, as we, we're talking about this tonight on the new NXT 2.0, it looks like he's just this guy. They can throw anything at him; he's going to get it over. It doesn't matter whether it's going to be comedy or serious or whoever, you whatever you're in a program with, he's going to make that happen. He's going to be able to find a way to get it over.
1: Yeah, he's a fantastic utility man, and, it, and it's I, and we we got to see a little bit of that. And- 2014, 2015. Before he really ascended to being like the top top dog, um, I had a moment of, of you know putting cards together, putting shows together, and and knowing that that Trevor was a great utility man that could like mm-hmm. put it where and 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 put it in the end. Of the room. So we, we wanted to talk about some of the
0: things that are happening, obviously, in wrestling. And you and I discussed this a little bit tonight. The big announcement coming from ROH is that they're going to have like what they call a relaunch. They're stopping things down. Late December, they're going to be having a car. And then they're going to reexamine things for next year. I personally feel that ROH is going to unfortunately go away. Um, their parent company, Sinclair, when they bought that, that promotion many, many years ago, I felt like Sinclair would find a way to screw it up. Um, what are your thoughts about what looks like it could be the potential demise of Ring of Honor?
1: Um, having no personal um, uh, privileged information, uh, I share your your concern. Will be The relaunch will not materialize. Um, and, and, it's, and it's so bizarre because he had, he had you know, everyone – Maybe not everyone, but I are your uh, concerns that you had about Sinclair Broadcasting as a, as a as a. Uh, right. But then they earned so much goodwill during pandemic. Paid, paid their trans. I, I even heard some reports. I wasn't there, uh, but I heard some reports that they were buying people for the the taping. Um, just really went above and beyond to take care of everybody during the pandemic, to the point that they had earned so much goodwill in the industry of. Hey, this is this is a place that you want to work. I don't right. know what transpired to uh, cause the hammer to fall there, but it, it's a shame because they, they were had earned a lot with a good company to work for. What do
0: you What do you think ultimately? If this is the end of ROH, what is ROH's legacy going to be in the industry as a whole? Do you think?
1: Honestly, monumental. Yeah, uh, and I, I don't. I don't overstate that, monumental. Um, you know, you can trace what trace AW, what was pre as like the NXT style, the Super Indie style, uh, the, the boom of the end in like 2016, 2017. Uh, or everybody started doing exclusive contracts. I mean, you can trace that back to Ring of Honor. Um mm-hmm the the, um, the networking of, of distributing VHS tapes and later DVDs and and just um you know it, when I got started in the business I mean, you could take but there was no outlet for a Trevor Lee or an Avery I'll, I'll put it right there there was no out there was no outlet for a Brass Monkey or a Rick Converse right. to uh actually be exposed Who's wrestling that's happening in Iowa, Pennsylvania, uh, Texas, you know, you had to go there and kind of shrunk the world in a lot of ways and pay rating and, and smart radio also was instrumental in that and um, it, it just it, it just it opened the world up to uh, that were previously just in North Carolina could get booked in Pennsylvania. They could get booked in, in Chicago or, or, so yeah, their impact is, is monumental overall.
0: You look at some of the guys that have blown up the industry. You look at the CM punks and the Brian Danielsons and you look at um, Seth Rollins and some of those guys, you directly can go back and look at, at them getting an opportunity in ROH. And that's the reason they got to the place that they were they're at today.
1: Positively, positively, and, and, and exposure, and you know, it's it's uh, the 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 there's a lot of flavors of wrestling, and a lot of people' favorite or whatever. But I mean, whether you prefer AEW or what NME or PWG, or that, all of that traces back to Ring of Honor, in my opinion. Not that there wasn't independent wrestling before that, but what um, came to be known, I guess. Super indie style, I think you can trace back to, to the formulative years of Ring of Honor.
0: Yeah, and then and I think you you pointed out correctly. I think that was kind of Triple H's inspiration for starting NXT, wasn't it? Or, uh, the Ring of Honor thing.
1: Yeah. 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 And 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 uh, you know, and that's another, you know, crazy situation. Like so much has has happened to turn things upside down just in the past couple of months with like, his health issues and NXT getting rebranded it's an exciting time in the industry but it's also a crazy time in the industry
0: yeah everything has kind of gotten turned topsy-turvy and it's also within that COVID envelope and how that's trying to kind of change things and it's it it, it's very odd right now i I think of the carrie silken era of ring of honor and then i think of the sinclair era and there was just there was some strange things that were going on with sinclair i always thought that the show did pretty well for example in our market but they only they ran the one show that time at the Greensboro Coliseum Special Events Center, and I guess Jimmy got out of hand and got pissed off at somebody. And Sinclair was was kind of like, uh, we don't we don't really care about it. We don't know if we want to run another show over here ever again. And then they they had these great affiliates. Jr. would talk about in Oklahoma City. They had this fantastic affiliate, but they never it, it, there was there didn't seem to be a lot of synergy between the television product and the wrestling thing. They always kind of tried to keep it at arm's length, even though they. Kind of recognized and kind of acknowledged that it it was a good TV product and it was something that they
1: could put on and get ratings with. Yeah, and chime in here, by all means. um, I I I I seem to recall some. um, It may have been an interview. It may have been a Cornette uh, interview. To quote uh, someone who would have been there, making the statement of uh, that that there was a contingent wanted. And run the market for the team was strong, and then there was mm-hmm. a contingent that just wanted to book in book events in the they would like to go. To. Uh, I can't remember what the sort of that as a talking point years and years ago.
0: Yeah, and then you know Jimmy talks about his time there, and it was just difficult to get anybody on the same page, and they had people that were just trying to protect their own fiefdoms, and then it, it, it seems like a mess. And I don't think even in the in the, the past couple of years, when anybody kind of could have grabbed a hold of the reins of it to say, this is gonna be the plan, this is what we're gonna do. And of course they had those disastrous um efforts they had at pay-per-view that would continue to do worse and <laughs> worse as they would go on with all sorts of technical problems. So that a lot of that stuff, you know, a lot of that stuff comes through. It's just
2: I think the technical term for that is bush league. Is what <laughs> they
0: would—they would always be like, "Oh, we got it this time. We've nailed it this time. This is going to be the most awesome thing you ever saw." And then it would go back. And the audio would—you would, know—would be terrible, and the video would be bad, and the feed would go out. And it would just be oh, It would just be so embarrassing because people, it's a product that people wanted to see um, over and over again. You had a lot of hardcore fans who were like, "I want—I want to see this product. I love." you know, the Briscoes, and I love Jay Lethal, and I love all of of these guys that have really had a chance to shine in Ring of Honor, but but then they would put on these pay-per-views, and it was just, like, extremely frustrating, and Jimmy, at some point, was just, like, so embarrassed. They could just never, ever, ever seem to get that whole thing right.
1: Uh, Yeah, I remember Jimmy tells a story. I I can't remember the specifics of it, but it was something to the neck of one of the live broadcasts. Someone tripped over or somehow yeah. played, like the master the like it was plugged into like one power cord or one whatever and shut yes. the whole thing off the air like, how everything plugged into one this gets pulled off the air <laughs>
0: it's almost like a comedy of errors and you know that if if on a corporate level they would have cared anything about it they would have given enough technical support to where it wouldn't have been like a fifth grade production of our town you know it would have been it was something that you or or a guy wouldn't have been able to trip over a cord and be able to to knock you know something offline but they just never i i used to do some tapings at a sinclair station and i would go there and i i told them hey guys you bought a wrestling company back when they bought things like oh we didn't we didn't know anything about that we just, so it was never like, yeah. something, it was never like, let's go into the meeting room on Monday. Hey guys, we have this thing called ring of honor. We're going to really get behind it. We're excited. We're going to, it's going to air at like 10 o'clock Friday night. And then like 11 o'clock Saturday night. And then we're bring them to town and we have the wrestlers in. It's going to be, they never did any of that. They never had like full ownership and embracing of, of the whole thing. I don't think even at a local level.
1: As a, yeah, uh, a media professional, both of you, what do you think the 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 point was? Just to have some some, some in control of?
2: Would it, you want to go first on that one, Brian? No, you take this one.
0: Well, I I think they they were they had some aspirations of like we're going to be able to put on some compelling uh, weekly programming. In some areas where wrestling has traditionally done very well, like, you know, Greensboro, Winston, Salem, High Point, and maybe Greenville, Spartanburg, places like that. And it's going to be pretty natural and we can put some sales force behind it and it's going to be ours. We control it. We could either put Emeril Lagasse selling his new, you know, air fryer, or we can do this. And this is something that we'll be able to monetize. And in some cases we can bring them to local shows and we can help schmooze some of our sponsors and actually make money off of this thing but i don't think again there was an ownership of it the, the thing that i remember not only from the greensboro market but i remember one time they brought them to the asheville market and they've got a pretty good they've got a pretty good affiliate there as well and they put them at the the western north carolina ag center which is a pretty good deal i think they did it during the western north carolina um state fair which is big deal they have a lot of people there and stuff and it just so happened it coincided with that unfortunate time where Jay Briscoe had made those comments about homosexuals and he had to get in the ring and apologize and he was very tearful and so that was just bad luck and bad timing you know that was just like oh we have this this is going to be good and we're going to put on a show and then oh shit well this happened <laughs> And then, you know it seems like there there is a series of, of unfortunate My- events that happened <laughs> but there's also like there was just never from a corporate level a commitment to like, let's turn this into something. Does that sound right to you, Brian?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. Uh, it, you know, one small thing that I like and don't laugh, but this is one thing I like about ROH, at least in our market that it comes on at 11 o'clock on Saturday night. Now I know we can go to YouTube and all these other outlets that you got nowadays, but just something about it coming on at 11 o'clock on Saturday night. I like, I like that
0: it's kind of comforting and, he, and you still television is still like really important and to have the kind of affiliates they had with the kind of power was, was really big. But a lot of times when you get into these corporate situations, it's also like if a guy steps out and he says, I'm going to be the guy, I'm going to be the point point man, I'm going to take control of this thing. If it fucks up, it's on him. And then all of a sudden his standing in the corporate ladder goes down about five notches. So he's like, I'm, I'm good. I'll just be over here doing spreadsheets. You know, this, a lot of that stuff happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I think that's part of what happened. And, you know, as you, as we get into this thing with corporate culture and with the world wrestling entertainment, it looks like this McMahon desperately is trying to sell the whole thing to, you know, Comcast universal or whoever he's trying to sell it to. If you think the corporate bullshit that's involved with WWE is bad. Now you may think of this as the good old days at some point in the future, if Comcast universal gets their, their little grubby paws on it at, you always got to be careful about that stuff, careful of what you wish for.
2: Yes. But you know what, Stussy, I, I was going to say, you know, one thing that I, I remember initially when, when Britt and I would start coming out to the CWF Mid-Atlantic shows, the, uh, maybe it was the first thing, but if not, it was right there at the top of the thing that I noticed the f- most when I, when we first walked in and, and was checking things out was the, the daggone production value you guys yeah. had, man. It was amazing to me, I, and and you know, and I think you guys were would come on. Um, I don't know which channel it was, but there y'all had a um, a deal going on with one of the local stations here, coming on, and I'm like, man, it's, I, I was really impressed with that. I, and that was what, fifteen years ago, a long time know?
0: ago.
2: So uh, yeah, I was just
1: through...
0: wasn't wasn't a lot of that stuff about that. That was a lot of that stuff was Grant's doing, wasn't it? Wasn't he the guy that was proficient in all that stuff?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's weird. He, I, I he, oh, he's my he's my best friend in the world. I would never take anything away from his his proficient. He's very one of those um, he's one of those that like, I have my own system. Mm-hmm. Everybody leave me alone. <laughs> uh, Cause he would have, like wires and laptops and even like VCRs back in the day when need be, like. like Together by like bubble and wine, like the show would look great and would get on the air and everything would be great. And like, would try to be like, hey, you should use a service or whatever app or whatever anything is in now. And it, but it was very like he was able to, uh, try, incredible looking and a fantastic sound product, um, with just a, a, a system that he had, Maguire. It was just perfect for our needs. And it, like part of it that never gets told is that it was, you know, I, I feel like people have pieced together over the years what a shoestring budget yeah. was on um, the least. But um yeah, like he the the, the stuff that Grant uh, as technical director could make work literally unlike just old machines, uh, and, and, and using programs that nobody else used or, or, uh, and our stuff would look better than guys that were using top of the line machines. It was just, it's all in, he just had, he just had it all by our needs. Let's, uh, let's talk about the Charlotte
0: Flair situation because we saw Charlotte Flair making an appearance on, on SmackDown on Friday night and I went, uh-oh. Because there's been a lot of consternation, a lot of dis- discussion over this. Of course, they had a little bit of a kerfuffle with something that was supposed to happen last week with an exchange of belts, and one of them falls to the floor, and then things happen that aren't supposed to happen, and allegedly she is escorted from the building by security. Um, and Apparently, Vince McMahon was not happy about this. Uh,
2: Acknowledge and, me.
0: We're, we're not really sure we're sure. We, we always we – always, I, I guess – since the, since they let Bray Wyatt go, everybody backstage was really like, oh shit, they really will fire anybody. I would think that Charlotte Flair being the top female talent in the world. I I don't know. I guess arguably, uh, would have a bit of leverage, but it it seems like they're not super happy with her right now, Brad.
1: Yeah, I certainly think so. Uh, I, I would certainly think, you know, she would be, um, of uh, what, what i'm a man so i guess it be a made woman since. Yeah. um but yeah i and there have always there's not always but there have been um little reports this, you know, over time and and uh i don't know if it uh, people have probably caught on but like, there's been instances like yeah she would do a job on TV and then like were laughing or smiling on the floor, like not putting it over, like kind of no selling it. And um, little, little things like that that kind of um, border on, if not cross into unprofessional. Yeah. Um, I can't be on what she has to deal with. Um, th- there are definitely um, things to point to uh like gray Wyatt, uh like brown um or from which you can make a uh uh educated uh guess and, uh, and like it would be anybody that uh that gets chopped on the chopping block
0: i don't i just don't know exactly i know they're they're not real i know that the allegedly not been happy with her like Having pictures taken with her husband and stuff, and I still I I don't know how they are able to get Andrade over in uh, AEW. We can talk about that in a minute, but uh, I I am not sure where Charlotte stands right now, and again, what her leverage might be. Were, were you thinking that too when you saw her on Friday? Brian was, oh shit, Charlotte's in the ring talking. <laughs> this could yeah, and, <laughs> and
2: and of course they had to bring she had to bring it up. So it just makes you think: is it is it did it turn? Was it one of those? Shoots that turned into a work, or work that turned into a shoot, kind of thing. I, I you don't know sometimes, and I, I think we were just talking about this with with Charlotte not too long ago. About sometimes, at least for me, it's she's one of those people that sometimes you you don't know where to draw the line between work and shoot. And I don't, and I and I have a hard time with that with with her. So. I don't know. Yeah. But when I saw her on SmackDown, I'm like, okay, here we go. What are they going to do with this? And sure enough, that was part of it. So you uh, just makes you go, you know, was it a work? I don't, I,
0: I don't know. We, we I don't never know. know with these things, plus the situation with her dad saying goodbye to the company and parting ways and all that stuff. And
2: well, and, we, and Andrade given the big fu to WWE on Twitter. I mean, <laughs> he never misses
0: an opportunity. I don't know if he realized that makes things a little tough for her. Go ahead, Brad.
1: He 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 left no room for interpretation what could not no. have been more clear. Yeah,
0: he's and I don't know see it's it's weird for me now to look at there, I love AEW and I think AEW puts out the best product. But there's just shit that they do that just drives me insane sometimes and it's it's just unnecessary self-referential meta stuff that they do. And now it appears that the key to putting Andrade over is he's going to be the antidote for everybody that hates Cody. Now that now that people are hating Cody Rhodes, he's going to be the voice of the fan. He's going to kick Cody Rhodes' ass for you, and he's going to do what you fans want to. And supposedly this is going to get him over. And I, I don't know. I, it's been very difficult to get this guy over, Brad.
1: That's interesting. I hadn't really I hadn't really thought of it in that direction. I think I do think he's a world class talent. In my mind. Um, the matches with Pac, and I, I think he's, he's he carries himself well. I even think um, WWE in particular is all very um, aggressive in making sure that he speaks a certain way and sounds a certain way. And I kind of think his his voice and his demeanor and everything works for him. Um, but yeah, I think one of those things where – um, and, and again, if I'm in AEW's position, I would have picked up all these people too. Um, but you know, you get so many people in, kind of all in a bluster. I, I got there a little bit before the floodgates open, um, but it's just, it's just tough. It, it really is. It's
0: it's so many people. They keep stacking bodies on top of bodies. They've only got a two-hour show, and then they've got Rampage. And I, I don't know when you have that many people that you sign. It's a tremendous amount of talent. And from, from where I'm looking, uh, it looks like the ultimate build, or at least the natural build, is going to be CM Punk versus uh, Brian Danielson probably next Labor Day weekend. It's probably going to be their deal. So you're going to kind of move toward that. It looks now like Eddie Kingston's going to be the next dance partner for CM Punk, which is great. Nobody can really argue with that, but they just do. So I'm sorry. I, I don't get this dark order thing. Can you help me with the Dark Order and make me understand? Because
2: it's driving me crazy. It's driving me nuts. He's not. A, I, I, man, I'm, I've tried so hard, Stutsy. I've tried so hard <laughs> to stand up for the Dark Order, and and it just doesn't work. I've been trying for a year or so now, and it's, he's just—it's the brick walls there, dude. So good luck with this. Yeah,
1: I know. Um, I think they, um, you know, I think there's some talent over um has has gotten himself over and has and has produced mm-hmm. um it's tough when we have so many guys in a little cluster like i always think back to the nwo when it you had a couple of guys and everybody there the notion of like booking it's just it's just simple um you know human nature you, it, it's just no different than a movie or a book that has too many characters and you keep so much. Mm-hmm. So, I think when a group and eight or ten guys walk out there, it's kind of tough for anybody to really get over. Um, plus, now, this can't be, uh, you know, overstated. You got to remember that you know, what we conceptualized for the dark one is going to play out, you know all fell through um, with, with release Lee's passing. And then I, I think a lot of have, uh, you know, they're sort of reinventing themselves as sort of kind of like a wholesome, fun, you know, uh, part of the show. But that all had to come, you know, in, in in the wake of this tragedy. Like, they can no longer be these these uh, heels, frankly. So, the time has passed potentially to – to to get away from that to do things i think there would have been probably an, and i don't know this firsthand but i think there would have been a desire from everybody to stay together and and keep the dark order going i think for at least a while so mm-hmm. maybe that uh, as they say it could get a fresh coat of paint somehow i don't i don't know but that's possible
0: I thought for a while that they were just looking for the right guy to be the new Brody Lee. I thought they were just looking for, like, you know, whether that was going to be. I thought Bray that too. It was going to be Bray Wyatt or it was going to be this guy or it was going to be that guy. And, and then all of a sudden, and I don't know, you know, it's just such a weird amalgam of human beings. And then sometimes they run in on this one and sometimes they like Adam Page and then sometimes they don't like Adam Page. And then I, 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 I just it it sometimes it's painful how much they're trying to get these guys over in my opinion
1: so with that in mind uh, and this is the information on that put thought into the universe um if Vietnam has that you could do something different and not uh, not disgrace Brody's memory or, or however you want to phrase that. Um I, I think Age has got to win the title or they've got to have something really good uh, to, to get out of it. Um, you know, Kane Kane ripping off the door to get out of the Sean Taker, you know, it's, you know, so, uh, just kind of putting this thought into the universe, I think potentially something a lot of people are not seeing. Mm. Maybe the Dark Order turns on Page in a crucial moment, and and kind of that form of being more menacing may do it when Rotunda right there. Maybe you don't. Maybe there's you know maybe that never comes. But uh, you just gotta either talk. Or he's 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 dead in the water uh, without a hook, and that would be enough of a good hook if it's something intriguing to capture people's imagination. That's just my opinion. Um, the the build is so, and I would do this a times to be memorable of where we were going to go in one direction, but things just got hot or things yeah. happened a certain way, and you know a uh, uh, perfect example. Uh uh Nick Richards was supposed to win the television title and he never won it once. And it was just bad but it was just bad timing. I'm like, oh, I think we like we kinda of, one of the times was when Trevor got it, I think. Uh it's just, we had to go with this guy or whatever. So like if you don't go with Paige at this pay per view, I don't know the as strong as it is now. So that's putting myself in that position. No matter what the original plan was, if that wasn't the original plan, it was to put page over that one. I'm hard about it right now because they've got the lightning in a bottle right now.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. I think the time would be right for Paige, and I think you could do a lot with that at this point in time. But I think, I think there's also like when MJF was talking about those four pillars of building, you know, for the future of that, um, of, of AW, you know, you have to t- kind of take care of, there's just, there's so many guys on the rosters. I think there's, I, I really feel like there's a lot of drama between those vice presidents. I think there's so much palace intrigue. And I guess the irony of that is of course, this was the promotion that was supposed to get away from all that backstage bullshit. And I just feel like there's, there's, the bucks have their thing going on and their fiefdom And then Kenny Omega kind of does his video game thing. So he's over here, but then Cody's got a thing here. And we, we hear all of these reports of the vice presidents being at loggerheads and I don't know. It just feels like it, it, there there's so much that they could do and so much good stuff that happens on there, but there's just stuff that they do. uh, And people that just show up, If, if you're there for two weeks at the monster factory, all of a sudden you're on TV in the main event. At, you know, like 9:30 Wednesday night, <laughs> there you are. Boom! You get to you you're, you get to go into the main event, and it's not I'm not you know I'm not calling out one guy or another, but that that seems to happen. If you hang out with Pepper Parks for enough time, you get a contract, and you're going to be on at 20 minutes past nine on Wednesday night with a guy who's been in the business for like 10 years. And I understand we have to take care of the boys, and I understand that everybody loves Sean Spears, and he's such a nice guy, but at, at some point in time, there has to be somebody in that promotion who says no. And I don't think t- Tony Khan is the guy that's going to be saying no. That that's my opinion of what's going on at
1: AEW. Um, I, I haven't been there. I've I've never met Tony. I'm people who know us that we would get along uh, yeah, really sure. because we can both, uh, you know, converse uh, about obscure wrestling and and specific but ministry is 88 and stuff like that right. um but uh i don't know i don't know people think and i don't know if he is i don't know that he gets um i guess for lack of a better term walked on as much as people think hmm. um uh i i feel like probably better a couple of months um I, I i put this out on social media i can't remember if i've talked to you guys since then but the um, so last Paper Labor Day weekend, that was their bash at the 96. That was their turning point moment when you can have Cole Ryan uh, and even Ruby Ryan, Um, That was their bash at the beach 96. And so from now, it's, it's that right now. I think genuinely the product has, has improved Um The television product, especially, I think, is is stronger than it's ever been. Um, So I I feel like the the buck is stopping at somebody. The conversation is stopping with somebody. I put this up so this time. They're doing a lot of things right, a lot of things right right now.
0: What do you what do you think, Brian? I mean, they're still hitting the demos the way they should be and stuff. But is the stuff that really grinds on my gears? Is that the stuff that really matters, or am I just generation generationally out of touch?
2: No, I think you. I think you. you you've got a fair point. Um, sometimes, and 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 I think I'll go a little bit deeper, may, and maybe not. It's almost really the same thing, but just just to, to me, it's just some of the inside stuff seems to. Um, I don't know. It seems to get a lot of the the airplay and, and 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 hard parts of storylines and that sort of thing. When he, you know, we talked about that before too. About well, you didn't see March of two thousand nineteen when right. Right. when he came out behind the curtain and winked at me. I mean, no, 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 no. Okay, <laughs> we're not going to do that. So that's the kind of stuff I, I that kind of bothers me. I, and honestly. I don't think they do it quite as much as they used to, but I am not as down on it as you are. I I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good with it. I don't, I don't really have an, the only thing I do have an issue with is the one thing you did mention about just they've got too many people right now. And, And I think that's going to become an issue if it's not already become an issue. And I think it has become an issue with Brian cage. It seems like, I don't know what that's really all about, but.
0: Well, you, you almost, I mean, you have to kind of do the thing that Vince did, where you have to split it into two shows and have these guys over here and then these guys over here. And then WWE's been really not re- very good about, you know, not crossing lines and trying to put people over here and then put people over here. Then wait a minute. Uh, this show's getting better than this show. And I like this show more than this show. So I can't let this show get better than this show. So we got to take some of the people from over here and put them over here so that this show can be evened up. And that's. It's almost 50-50 booking among television shows. Well, maybe they're point. testing
2: the waters a little bit with Rampage to see if they could actually do that and it could sustain, you know, I, I would love like a if, Raw and SmackDown.
0: I would love it if there was like two separate shows and they, there, there was a forbidden door between those two shows and eventually like once a year somebody crossed over. It was like a special or a unique thing where somebody would come over to somebody else's territory and then beat the shit out of somebody as opposed to, you know, a superstar shakedown or a, like, a draft you know, or
2: whatever. Uh, like if Kerry Von Erich just showed up one day in 1981 at Mid-Atlantic and like <laughs> right right beside Bob Caudle just stood there. Uh, what are you doing here, Kerry? Who is this
0: young man with a great physique? It's a, and then all of a sudden he shows up and he starts beating up Ricky Steamboat for no reason whatsoever. That's yeah. what you would... That's <laughs> what you, see, that's exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> that's... I, I just don't... That to me is what... That stuff drives me crazy. About all, and by the way, does everything have to be some salute to something that Masawa did back in fucking nineteen ninety eight? Does that all do oh, this the match? They just have, it's exactly and it's great. And he wore the green, and it's exactly oh that's fantastic. That stuff drives me nuts, Brad.
1: Yeah, that stuff drives me nuts. I was I was a tape trader kid. Uh, when I was in when I was in in high school and in college. I mean, I had the, the stack of of VHS tapes and D and everything. So like I was there for a lot of that stuff, but I, I, I I do think there's a little bit of a disconnect between, um, you know, that and being on worldwide television, being on, you know, like many, uh, 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 Mr. and Mrs. Walmart don't know Masala, you know, And, and it, 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 it's great. Great to have a killer show that sells out the Hammerstein Ballroom and it's 2,000 people and it's all and can do all that kind of stuff you want the Hammerstein Ballroom crowd but you also want to point and there's a you know uh, there there can be a disconnect I think Um, uh, one one Particular, uh, I won't. I'm a lovely fellow, um, but we'll drop some references to like Japanese promotions that I've never heard of. Just, Thank you. Does Thank you. anyone in Terre Haute know what you're talking about? <laughs> no, no. I love right. it. I think it, no. That's exactly
0: right. And, and I, hey, look, I know. The three of us, we watch wrestling every single day. We we watch something with wrestling, whether it's new programming or we go back, we watch Memphis from nineteen eighty six. Or you and I, we're watching wrestling all the time. There are people in this world that watch wrestling once every month, no, every two months, once every six weeks. I know, I know, and I know it's crazy. And for you know, for these people to know, you know, something that happened at. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom in in two thousand six, and you you can't expect her no know. And they and by by the way, they don't go through entire Reddit threats trying to figure out the life of Antonio Inoki. They they just <laughs> don't. So yeah. I, I mean that, that that's just the, the shit that happens. And. They and they're like, Oh, you missed Wrestling Observer on uh, October the 8th of 1992. Well, Dave said this, and that's what we based it. I was like, No, I didn't get it that week. I, the mailman must have dropped it or dropped it in the paper shredder or something. And they, you know, I, <laughs> I, I mean, that 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 is the stuff that, that drives me absolutely apeshit because I, I think I know more than your average bear about wrestling. But my God, these guys go so far over the heads of, of the heads of the heads of people yeah. that. It can't be a mainstream product. I mean, but uh, admittedly, they're doing stuff right. They're killing it. That 18 to 49 demo, they're nailing it. They're doing exactly what they need to do oh. with that stuff. They've they've made, despite the fact that Vince swears it's not competition, he's made them, they've made him do stuff. That whole thing about Becky getting the belt off of, of Bianca Belair. That whole thing and bringing Brock back when they did, that was a complete reaction to AEW getting CM Punk and creating a huge stir with it. And his TV partner saying, hey, you want to do something? Vince, would you like to do something? Because we kind of need a pop here. And then Vince freaked out and they had to do
1: something. I don't know that I would agree with you that bringing Brock back was reactionary in that regard, only because my yes. Would be that he would have always been penciled in for the Saudi show. Maybe. Yeah. So you would have had to have bring him you would have had to have bring plus or minus four to six weeks of no. Possibly the same for Becky Lynch, because Becky Lynch did that interview uh after she came back at SummerSlam and said her, her target return had been October. Uh and I didn't really think that much about it at the time. But then as as things Crown Jewel was the only paper. In the show. Right. So I, I I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I, I certainly think uh, you would have factored to that show and it would have been within four to six weeks, uh, whether they had, you know, CM Punk or uh, going first on the show.
0: Let's let's talk about uh, the new NXT 2.0 for a little while because it has taken a different direction with Triple H. You talked about his health issues and not being able to step in, and it looks to be under the full control now. of uh, Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard. they've changed the color scheme. They're calling it NXT 2.0. They have one of the most can't-miss prospects in wrestling, possibly since Dwayne Johnson. Uh, Rick Steiner's kid looks like he's absolutely in terms of physique in terms of selling in terms of aptitude in terms of just a, a mental disposition for the business this looks like the can't miss kid right now tell me what you think about braun breaker and about wh- how, how you see him progressing in the brand new nxt with, with
1: the talent in the brand new nxt you know, the, the, uh, again, I, I'm not there, but the, the, uh, attitude for a long time of kind of leaving people in developmental in the performance center for a long time, thing with a made and develop over time. Uh, and I thought it was very interesting that the, uh, the, the, the NXT 2.0, um, took a lot of people that, very new and very freshly signed and with minimal experience. Were best, um were, or, or, or excuse me, we're pulling for NXT 2.0. They did not pull, uh, well, they been in the performance center for a year or year, three. Years. Um, other than Vaughn bon Wagner. Um, he, he's been down there for a little while. But um, Bronx was just signed. Um, Bull Buchanan's son, who is in the um, the country western tag team, uh, he was just signed earlier this year. So The girls were just signed earlier this year, so it was very interesting to me that they seem to break from that um, of leave kind of develop or mature or grow or whatever. They they took you know some of the um they, they you know the people that i i, I can always speculate and press them right off the bat maybe i don't know um but but to the newer groups and 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 deeper um and, and i actually like the show quite a lot i think it it it, it, it feels like a it feels like a wrestling tv show It feels you, you know and they they get in you know conversations um i i think it 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 Unmolds and develops in very wrestling sort of fashion, even though the um, theatricality and the the pack in like, a lot more than than traditional these or nineties wrestling ever was. The the meat and potatoes sort of of the show still feels very proling. Mm-hmm.
0: It's, I, I, there's certain elements of NXT that bother me a lot. I mean, I I know, like, for example, the guys that have been down there for a while. Like, I don't know what else you have for Tommaso Ciampa. I don't know what he has left to prove in that promotion or what he can do with him at this point. It seems like he's languishing and just
1: treading water. You have any thoughts on that? I kind of liked the thing he was doing with uh, Timothy Thatcher, and Mm -hmm. I'm not sure where he is in the things. Um, I, they would get the tag belts and have a run, uh, and then probably split up and feud. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's even done uh, moderately well. That's a year, mm-hmm. um, you know, if nobody gets hurt or nobody gets called up. And I, I don't know, I don't, I don't know how hard it was, but I was surprised to see them um, to see them split because I thought that would be his direction, and that's a smart there's lots of instances you can point to of uh, you know somebody that has, has carried the title or has been in main events and and you know the wheel is going round again. Um, you know, put them in a tag team, have a tag team run. I think that that's a little bit um I think that's a little bit easier to uh, swallow for lack of a better term. And mm-hmm. you know, the guy who was the champion and now all of a sudden he's challenging for the secondary title or he's – you know, he's – I think uh, the tag team is more lateral move, I think. Um, So, I thought that was a good move for them, and I thought they had good chemistry. I understand the Joe situation is what it was, but I kind of jettisoned that because I think you could have gotten uh, another year out of Tommaso uh, to point now when the time comes from that. that What do you
0: think is going to be the key to to – to guiding Braun breaker again, the can't miss kid right now. If, if you were in charge of help guiding this guy and getting him through to that vaunted next level, how would you handle that? Or what, what steps would you take? Would you, would you approach this very cautiously or what would you do?
1: Um, when you say approach it cautiously, the is booking how you, how you
2: presented,
1: uh, all of the above, I mean,
2: what? It,
0: it, like it, as far as throwing him in hot feuds, putting him right at the top of the card, uh, pushing him onto one of the two big brands, either Raw or SmackDown. How how would you approach? Would
2: you, With, would you without Roman Reignsing him?
0: Without <laughs> without Roman raising yeah. him, putting him up there at a time when he's not ready for it. How would you help try to guide him so that you can kind of put him in the position that he's ready for?
1: Um. Oh. This was peculiar. Th- they will do it every now and then, but they're very selective. It seems about it. Number Pelton. N- um, it, you know, he didn't win it this past week. Whatever. Um, there's 52 weeks in a year, so
2: yeah.
1: I, I, um, and and I always thought it was weird that they didn't do this. Um, and gosh, I'm trying to think of who's because so many guys have been released. Um, but. They, send let's just say Sheamus okay. uh down next 4 font 6 whatever as someone to basically kind of um help teach the guys you know the work TV. Uh, i think there was now that i think about it, there was a lot more of that on the the WWE CW um, if you think back to that, they would always have regal or gold dust, uh, you know, and that was where I had to get that. That was Benoit had just and ended up never having a match there. Um, I think even Finley was there for a little while. Um, I-, I never understood why they didn't, um, like some guys off TV um, and send them to NXT just to sort of uh, work people. Um, like I know they. They, they, it's like the Mandy Rose thing they, they've done it a few times but then they, they sort of sit back there permanently and that's not really what I'm talking about take a, take a Sheamus, take somebody that's got a, a lot of experience you know big league um, tap, and, and work with, with for three months or, or for six months or, or whatever and then you can you know reintroduce Seamus on SmackDown What you going to do with him um, you know it's, Gets the, the better of the issue, and uh, you know, he's standing tall. Maybe he does a little uh, one week thing, somebody from for one or two months at uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, uh I don't know, Dolph Ziggler or somebody oh. is Turn uh, the title stops. like, you can you can Robert Rude. Nobody yeah. ever talks about Robert Rude, but I think Robert Rude is phenomenal, yep. uh, and Years now. Yeah. Um, so I, I I always thought it was weird that they didn't, you know, kind of just sort of cycle again, on there to help these guys. They didn't even send be the ch- have Bron, uh Braun uh breaker, you know. Um I mean Dolph, D- Dolph, send Dolph to NXT for six months with Trevor Lee. like you know, um, but I, I always thought that was weird that they, you know, it's a lot of um. um there are matches that are the blind meeting blonde. uh, mm. And that's a scary proposition on yeah, blind
0: TV. Yeah, it is. No, I I love the idea of, of Dolph Ziggler headed down there and to do some stuff. And he could really teach those guys a lot. And my God, how how much could Dolph Ziggler do to put a guy like Braun Breaker over? That would be absolutely amazing.
2: Didn't they try that already with uh, Dolph Ziggler on the Shane McMahon underground? Didn't oh. they send Dolph down there? Oh. I don't know. Yeah, don't I, up, I'm not sure what
1: he showed up and kind of like choked somebody out. But I think that was just sort of, I, I, I guess, I think really just kind of went down the line. It was like, okay, who has some type of ground, who has some type of, okay, you go do this thing. I could be wrong. <laughs> yeah. It was so, so
2: arbitrary.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that came out of that underground thing was almost as in, he almost has some talent. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Not bad. He's really not. Like is to be a WWE superstar, he is not bad at all because he's got a great face. He, he knows does. where the cameras are. He, he you know, and he has been uh well uh nurtured to, you know, this is what you need to do. Uh, you know, and and even the, what he does is not necessarily just walk in and smash everybody. Mm. Uh, it's 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 you know effective. I, I like it almost to sort of have name uh, China. Um, I always thought that was smart that that China wasn't um you know, the featured triple H, but like they would always China would always have moments. You know, whether it was just. Blasting somebody with a forearm, or slamming the door on the cage door, or whatever is very um. Almost been has been very similar.
0: But I think he's also setting him up. So at some point in time, Vince shows up one day, and he figures just like Keith Lee and um, Otis, that a guy doesn't know how to work, you got to send down to NXT for a couple of months so he can learn how to Hurricane Rana or Suicide Plancha or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> They just woke up one day and he figured out, Hey, hey, Bruce, they don't know how to work. Send them down to Florida. I want them to learn how to work. They don't have to work. They have to do like three moves. There's three moves that those guys need to do. They don't need to go down and do anything else. What the fuck are you doing? Hulk Hogan, line two. There's only like three. There's nothing that almost needs to do. He needs to do like two things. That's all he ever needs to do in his entire life. And he
1: could make money for 10 or 20 years, right? Yeah, positively, positively. (laughs) He doesn't have to do anything.
0: We'll let you go for now. I really appreciate you coming on. It's at Stutzy, S-T-U-T-T-S-Y on Twitter if you want to follow him. And I'm sure he would love to talk wrestling with you on any level. Um, FSPWrestling.com is Firestar Pro Wrestling. Of course, the big weekend we're looking forward to is Thanksgiving weekend, which is going to be Wrestlecade, Wrestlecade Wrestlecade.com. And of course, AML Wrestling is going to be featured there as well. So, check out AML Wrestling as well. Let's try, you, this, uh, wrestle- let's try
2: to do this during wrestle. Let's try to do this again during WrestleCade. With, with yeah, Stussy. we do need to get together
0: so we can check this out and kind of compare oh. notes and stuff. I know you're going to be wicked busy that entire time, but if we get together, that'd
2: be wonderful. If we, yeah, if you can squeeze it in.
1: No, that'd be perfect. Yeah, pencil man, that'd, that'd be fantastic. Would love to. All right, buddy. Thanks for thanks for hanging out with us. Yes, sir. Absolutely, you guys. Thanks for coming Stuts. out.
0: Supporting Firestorm Greensboro. Uh, had a blast. Until next time, fans, we'll see you ringside. Fans, how will do it for this
2: week. See you next week. And until then,
0: so long for now.